From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line, wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770 CHQR. Boy, it's hard to believe we are less than a month away from the start of rookie camp for the Calgary Stampeders. And just over a month, May the 15th, main camp will open at McMahon Stadium. We are now just 46 days away from the preseason opener. The Lions in town, May the 28th at McMahon Stadium. Wanted to talk a little football tonight here on Sports Talk with Jock. Real pleasure to be joined by the head coach of your Calgary Stampeders, Dave Dickinson, of course, on the program. Mr. Dickinson, I'm getting excited. How about you yeah we've been slugging it out for a bit now i mean uh getting close to draft time and uh for us kind of the the national combine kind of sets things in order and gets things working and feels like football's right on the horizon well you know it's interesting i had Dwayne cameron on uh, talking about the combine he said it was uh, it was a great event there's going to be some you know some some good talent taken in the cfl draft but uh, since i've already talked about that the open tryouts were held recently in, in florida and texas first time that's happened in a couple of years because of the pandemic uh, how did those uh, tryouts go I wasn't there. I uh, we we basically we send a group of three from here, and uh, um, we try to break it into like position groups. Um, give guys a chance to, to to see what the sunshine feels like again. <laughs> so that was nice. Uh, both went well, and I you know a lot of work to be honest with you. You know, uh, getting taking care of everything and, and making sure that we can run what we consider as a well-oiled machine down there. And it's been a while, and like you just said, when you haven't done them. It, it's always um, maybe a little bit off, but pretty good talent. Maybe not as high as in the past. Um, the U.S. League certainly hurt, and uh, uh, we did sign some of our guys in the last few weeks. So from those tribes fest, we signed five or six guys. So, you know, what that says to me for guys that are, you know, sometimes people say, oh, they're cash grabs this or that. We found guys and we signed them, and hopefully they pay off and they're good stories. You know, and, and that's what you're always looking for. You're looking for diamonds in the rough. And there's been some great stories in the past where, you know, one or two guys from those camps have made an impact in this league. More than that, to be yeah. honest. I mean, one or two for every team every year. Right. Um, and it's just one of those things you maybe don't know where we find them or where they come from. But a lot of times we do get those. And and it, you're right. If you look at the, maybe a smaller school guy, maybe uh, someone that's flushed out, of the NFL for a couple of years and wants to give it another shot. I mean, our roster's littered with guys we found at those camps. So it was fun to get back in. You know, we did Florida and Texas, and we sh- we're going to shut her down for the year. A couple other teams certainly are still going, but we thought we got in early and maybe we're able to find the, some of the best talent. You know, you, you've got the majority of your coaching staff coming back this season, Coach. Uh, you know, obviously you lose Corey Mace to Toronto. Uh, Cornell Brown is, is back with the Calgary Stampeders, his second tour of duty. Uh, just having that cohesiveness, I think, on the staff is important, is it not? Yeah, because we did change it up a bit the year before, right. losing another a chunk of guys. Um yeah, mainly, you know, Cornell is certainly, to me, uh, overqualified. He's done a great job wherever he's been. I was really happy to get him back. It's tough to lose Corey because, you know, he's just a one-of-a-kind person. But we got another guy that's got some, some 
some unique qualities and just a really good good man, good coach. And I feel like we'll we'll be in good hands with Cornell. And you know what? Sometimes it's not a bad thing for a player to get coached by different people because they have a different viewpoint, maybe a different skill set. A few things are better at than maybe the other guy. And I think I found a you know definitely on the defensive side. Um, uh, Bob Slowick, I think, has been excellent. Mm-hmm. Him and I just went down to San Francisco with the 49ers. His son's on the staff down there, and his son is a staff is on a scouting staff as well. And uh, just being able to talk ball with Bob and, and his, uh, I guess, basically, he's got a, quite a, a resume. He's been at it for 40-plus years, uh, closer to Huff's generation, but just relates with the guys. I feel good about our defensive side, uh, even though we're losing core. And Brent Monson has been is one of the more organized guys in, in the entire league. So we've still got Mark back on teams. And offensively, you know, we're going to have to step it up a bit. Uh, I'm trying to, to keep to keep these guys growing. Uh, I'm going to do a little bit more of just all-around team stuff, so there's more on the offensive guys' plates. So hopefully uh, they're ready to go. It doesn't seem like to me it's been any issues. Uh, they've been rolling, and uh, we'll try to hit the ground running this year. You know, it's interesting you mentioned uh, you go down to San Francisco. You're always learning, aren't you, Coach? You know, even though you've been doing this for a long time now, uh, you can never stay stagnant, can you? Well, if you do, you're you're not doing your your team and your players. Uh, you're not doing them justice. You got to get yourself down and and listening and talking football. And you know, I'm, I I liked being down there. I enjoyed it. I I um, Bob Slowick, his son is Bobby Slowick, uh, is the pass game coordinator for the Forty ers And uh, you know, I got to give it just gave us tons of time. I mean, we met Kyle Shanahan, we met John Lynch, uh, Brian Greasy, their quarterback coach. All of them spent time with us. Uh, Anthony Lynn is their run game coordinator, has been a head coach. So it was just really good. And then Bob's a defensive guy. I'm an offense, but if we can watch film together and talk over things, boy, that's a nice mix. And um, I didn't, I'm not saying there's groundbreaking things I saw in the NFL. I'm uh, really not. But I think it's still best to say, hey, we do something like this. What is your theory? What are you trying to teach? What are some things that gave you problems? Uh, what terminology to clean it up for your for your receivers do you like, like to use? And um, really, really was excited that they were able to give us that much time and, and, and uh, we were able to talk football. It certainly was fun for me, excited to get into, you know, they have great facilities, uh, obviously take care of their players, but football is still football at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. A lot of Stampeder fans very excited about this upcoming season. You know, 2021, you were you were a young team. It took a little time for this team to gel, uh, and, and you know, things did turn around. Uh, you got the majority of the core coming back, so, you know, you, you, you won't be as young of a team as, as you were last year. Uh, is, is that the general feeling from you and your, and your coaching staff heading into this season, you know, higher expectations? I don't think they're higher because we had the same expectations last year. We just didn't quite live up to those. Um, we need we need an edge pass rusher. We need somebody to show up and be a problem. We love our interior. We're going to have to see how the linebackers uh, mix and match a bit. Um, we're probably going to move people around in there, but we think we've got not only speed, physicality in there. Our back end will have some new pieces, um, but we were able to obviously sign Trey back, which then – 
allows him to be who he is. He, he he did fine last year, but listen, he needs to take that game to the next level and be the dominating playmaker that he was previously. Uh, we really believe our we got our whole battery together on special teams, kicker, punter, and snapper. Aaron Crawford back offensively. We need a solid, consistent quarterback play, and uh, we've got two guys that we think can be uh, right up there with the best in the league. So we need that though. Um, and the the last thing I'm really excited for is um, our receiving core I believe is is getting back to that very dangerous unit you know getting Reggie back now full-time signing Jordan Williams Lambert's big news for us we got some good young quick guys that were returners our Canadians are still solid Um, I do think offensive line Derek Dennis could be huge for us um and i'm hoping he's back to where he is but we we know that we're probably a little thin there we need that that group to to, to bond and stay together and stay healthy bo's resume speaks for itself and, and i know you're you're very very high on your on your number one quarterback but a lot of people are suggesting this is a really really important year for bo levi mitchell uh, how are you approaching that this season well, I mean, I feel like I've got two starters, which is nice, and that was we went into last year um, kind of holding on a bit. Uh, didn't know Jake would would step into that role. I certainly had Dakota Prukop with uh, Michael O'Connor, two guys that aren't with us anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Bo understands competition's good, and he needs it, and it will be there. And that's that's usually what kind of pushes people to to keep going and improving. And like you said, as coaches, uh, as a quarterback too, you got to keep improving and you got to show each and every week that you are who your resume says you are. And he does his saying he's throwing pain free, which is big. Um, you know, there's certainly uh, it is a big year for him to see if he can get back to that level. But it's if he just is you know basically is himself and, and comes in and. He's got such a nice handle of the offense, and um, he needs to quit making like that big mistake, and I think he knows that. So he'll be pushed, though. Jake Jake will be getting reps with the ones, and, and we will go from there. Uh, we, we understand that a lot of times coaches say, oh, it's always a competition. I kind of feel like there's very few areas of our team that won't have a competition. I think certainly some receivers, you know, running back. Um, on defensive side, a therm's not going anywhere in her interior. But for the most part, uh, almost every single position, there will be some serious competition. And quarterback is only one ball. So certainly it'll be fun to watch camp and see how the guys do. The third quarterback at camp, uh, you've got three on the roster right now. I don't know if you're going to bring in anybody else, but uh, Tommy Stevens is on your roster right now. He's an interesting uh, uh, storyline because he's six foot five, played you know pretty high college ball at Penn State, drafted by the New Orleans Saints in, in the seventh round. Uh, what can you tell our listeners about him? Yeah, well, first off, we should have at least four, if not five, coming to camp. We're going to have a quite a big number, 100-plus people. We'll probably have about 115 guys come to camp because we're not doing a kind of a rookie camp in Florida. So we'll have a lot of bodies, and then we'll have to evaluate very quickly. Um, you know, Tommy's in town. Him and another guy, Reese Horn, came in early, a receiver, because they're professionals. They want to make the team, and they're staying in a B&B. I haven't met them yet because <laughs> I was down in San Fran with Bob when they came by, and nobody wants to be throwing the football in this weather um so uh essentially i haven't really had a chance to see him in person but i heard he's um got the size got the strength wants to play quarterback and you know i think there's a chance in my opinion that um three quarterbacks could be back on the roster it's cba issue we don't know if it's going to happen but um 
you know, I, I do think developing quarterbacks is important, and I'm hopeful that that can be accomplished with, with having a few more guys take meaningful snaps. So if that's the case, he's certainly a different athlete, and he can do things that the other guys can't, and be exciting to to ultimately see if we could uh, come up with some, some things for him to make us better. There's been all sorts of talk about, uh, you know, potential rule changes, and, and, and we're always looking to make the game a better. Uh, Huffnagel uh, suggested maybe, uh, you know, moving the hash marks in line with the goalposts uh, to open up the uh, the field a little bit, and I was talking to Dwayne Cameron about it, and uh, he was sort of joking, yeah, you know, he always, uh, everything's to, about the offense, you know, it's always making the offense better, but I, I'm curious from your perspective uh, on that one, uh, uh, would, would, that, would that increase offense? Right now, the numbers say that it won't, um, <laughs> but that doesn't mean it's going to hurt anything. And I think sometimes uh, we'll see if it happens. You know, a lot of things actually have taken away from an offense. So, and I'll be straight up: some of them are player safety, and you know, but you know, you can't come in and and like steal or crack block a defensive end now. It's too dangerous, and that certainly has taken away a lot of that. You know, toss play. Uh, Nick Lewis was famous for coming in and sealing that end, and we can't do that anymore as offenses. You can't offense, you can't cut block. Um, you can't throw a screen out there and the guy's a missile coming downhill. you just got to take it, and you can't, you can't chop him down. It's not allowed in our game. So whether or not we say it's all for the offense, I actually think that some of those things really have hurt offensive production. So... We'll let the big boys take care of all the rules and the player safety and any any amendments. Um, we're open to trying some things. We also, whatever's given to us, we will try to take advantage of it and, and hopefully, um, you know, score some points. You referenced the uh, the USFL uh, earlier in the interview, and, and of course they do kick off this weekend. And you know, some intriguing things. And I'm just curious to see how it works out. Like two forward passes behind the line of scrimmage. You know, instead of an onside kick, they can go fourth and twelve from the 33 yard lines. I, I'm curious to see how that. You know, why not try it in, in different leagues and see if it uh, if it is effective and see if it does add excitement? Yeah, I kind of like the two forward pass thing. I know it's been done in a, a couple of years ago as well. Uh, uh, I do. I kind of like that one. Um, you know, we things come up here and there. Let's not make our league too tricky. No. Um, I do think you know. Here's another thing: you can change some things here or there. If you change too much, you don't know which ones worked and which one didn't. So I like the idea of doing things in small steps if you're going to change. Um, but like you said, um, there's there's smart people out there. And if and if it's what makes the game better and more entertaining and, and somewhat safer, um, I get it. Um, but I still think you want the core of what football is. And it's man versus man. Who, who has the will to push them where they don't want to go? Uh, what's who has more skill and who has more heart? And that's basically what it comes down to. Very, very well said. Hey, I'm just curious as I let you go here, uh, Coach. Uh, the USFL, you know, obviously you mentioned, you know, probably some negligent players have, have gone that route, and maybe it's hurt you and so, some of the other uh, uh, CFL teams out there. Uh, everybody talks about spring football, and and it's you're an American. I, I'm just I'm just curious. Will Will spring football work in the United States? You know, they've got some some good TV partners in that league. Well, money talks. Yeah. So if the money's there, they'll do it. If it's not there, they'll keep trying to do it because they know if it does work, there's big money available. You know, we're, we're darn near a spring football league up here. Yeah. I mean, we're starting in May. Uh, the grass just barely turns green before we get going. I think it's, you know, personally, football, you need a more than just TV. You need the fans to feel like that's their team. That's who they support. They are part of our community. I talk to people around here. It's not... 
as much about winning and losing. It's about community impact and feeling like they have a team to root for and also um, proud of the people that are working and playing for their team. That means a lot. And ultimately give a chance to win Grey Cup. So I do believe, like you said, uh, it could work. We're not going to hold our breath. It hasn't worked for many other leagues, but we do know it's a challenge. It's a competition, and ultimately, uh, we got to take of our own house. We got to make sure we're doing our job and putting a great product on on the field, and and uh, and finding ways to to get more fans involved and and get them excited to come to command. And that's what we're trying to do. You talk about community, and that's a big part of the Canadian Football League. And and you know what? We, we've missed that the last couple of years because of the pandemic. And 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 hopefully, we can get back to normal this year and have the players out in the community because I know. It's it's a big part of it. Players and coaches, you know, uh, we're going to sneak over to the Flames game as an entire staff and like our our film, our video uh, equipment staff. We're going to hit the game on Saturday, and it's, we used to do that, and it's fun. It's why you actually get into team sports because none of us make enough money. You get into it because you feel like you're part of something that can be special, and uh, it'll be good. We're already working hard. I know Alex Snell's over there on our, our side, and we're trying to get the players lined up with some some you know, bantam and peewee football teams, and we're trying to get out there. There'll be a, a nice um, group of coaches going to the Dino Dinner on Thursday, uh, supporting their uh, fifth quarter deal. So, yeah, it's going back to normal, which is, man, just take a deep breath because that's how it should be. So true. Coach, love talking football. Uh, uh, that season is right around the corner. Thanks so much for your time tonight. Really appreciate it. Okay, Jock. Till next time. Take care. You betcha. Dave Dickinson, head coach of the Calgary Stampeders. As I said off the top, you know, that, that season is fast approaching. You know, May 11th, you've got rookie camp opening at McMahon Stadium. May the 14th, you've got main camp opening. 46 days, and then the Calgary Stampeders kick off the preseason. Hey, let's hope they get the CBA done. You know, the CBA still has to be negotiated, still has to be signed, sealed, and delivered. But I think, you know, I'm I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic that will get done. Stampeder football back right here on 770 CHQR. We're going to come back and take a look at what's happening on the out-of-town scoreboard. Has Johnny got a point yet? Has he got 100 points on the season? I uh, will tell you when we come back. This is Sports Talk with Jock.